Hello and welcome to episode 65 of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Al. And I'm Anton. Yeah, we are back for another episode and um, funnily enough, we're just talking about how busy a week it's been. So surprisingly busy because it is quiet right now, but for whatever reason, the Nintendo world of the Switch has been quite busy. So we'll be... We'll be uh, telling you all about what has been happening in a few minutes but before that we have some lovely news that one of our patreon supporters alistair has uh, just become a dad little baby he has me congratulations it is lovely and it's it's so nice the fact that one of our patrons has uh, shared that kind of news in our little community it's it's fantastic it's uh yeah. it, it really makes a whole having a patreon community thing feel that bit more special Indeed, and just like everybody's congratulating in the group, in the Discord chat, and yeah, it's just it's just an honour that that would be shared with us because uh, fundamentally we're just some strangers who do a podcast, so <laughs> it's just heartwarming in that regard. Yeah, well, you say that, but it's funny because that Discord chat that we have for our Patreon supporters has really become something that. I don't know. I know you guys both check in daily. I check in daily. We're always in there and it feels like we really get to know people. And, you know, it's slightly more than just people who might hear us on a podcast. They, they get to, to be people that we really know and, and, you know, consider part of our sort of circle, you know, so it's really good. And um, it's also just really friendly because when the Animal Crossing thing sort of kicked off, it was, I mean, I didn't have a clue what was going on, Anton, but, you know, you got into it and everyone was just talking about apples and bananas and pears and trees and I don't know what else but it was uh, it was great yeah I won't lie I was uh, I think just seeing the community aspect of that game in the chat with everybody visiting each other and um, we had somebody make like the NSUKP t-shirt um, you know <laughs> that was just fantastic and I was like you know what I need to give this a go and it was kind of having that just having that kind of community aspect that kind of uh, was spent away <laughs> the money. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, even I was nearly tempted, and I swore I wouldn't because it's such a time sucker, uh, in a good way, obviously. Um, and Alistair, of course, you know we want more people to come and join us uh, in our Patreon, and uh, there are two tiers. We've got the NES tier and the SNES tier. Both will get you into our Discord, which is fantastic. Also, both of them uh, will get you our uh, friends code as well, so you can, you know, we can. Sort of you can basically watch snoop how bad us. we are. Yeah, you can snoop yeah, on well, us. Yeah, we can snoop on us, but you can also watch how bad we are at games. Certainly, I am. Um, what else do you get if you sign up, and, and what's the kind of cost involved? So, for our NES tier, which is new, excellent supporter, by the way, uh, it's just one dollar, uh, and that is essentially just giving us your eternal gratitude in exchange for our eternal gratitude. It's a way of saying thank you to us. If you don't want any extra content, you don't want to be paying sort of three dollars a month, but you just want to say thanks for doing a show, then uh, yeah. we have. But you also get you also get our live. Um, version of the recording as well so you can you can jump in the discord and watch us record live and and also you know get bits of extra content by being in the discord this as well. is very true indeed yes all are welcome you can all you can sit and watch us um havering i think as we say up here uh, <laughs> havering into cameras as we record the show uh so that's the nest tier uh, and on the snes tier which is three dollars a month you get a whole load of bonus content yeah three dollars sorry three dollars 
per episode that we put up, per main episode. Uh, and you get a whole load of bonus content on that. So Mike and Anton throw out a, an episode called Prequel every two weeks, which is uh, looking at old retro consoles, um, which is, it just spans the, the breadth of time and is fascinating. The information that these guys dredge up is mind-boggling. I don't know how they do it. Uh, and then the other show that they put out is called Roundup, which is a summary of all the games that are coming out in the next two weeks, and that is highly informative. Uh, in addition to that, every week we put out a little episode after the main one called Last Call, which is where the three of us talk, well, frankly, nonsense, as if we're sitting in a pub. And it, it has been varied, shall we say. The topics have been wide-ranging from Very TV varied. shows to would you rather. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it works out, Anton, at eight extra podcasts a month um, if you're one of our Patreon SNES supporters. Um, and, of course, you know, the, the funny thing is that, that, that in terms of the money, it's $1 or $3, which works out at, well, whatever the conversion rate is currently. You can check that out for yourself per episode. Um, but that money really has really helped us maintain, you know, doing this. And, you know, we don't we don't make any money from this. It's simply just going in to help us pay for things like getting the podcast up and running, make sure that we've got our web hosting, all that kind of stuff, and just make sure that we continue to deliver good content. Indeed, you know, it's um, sadly, like, it, it does add up a little over time. And, you know, that we're we're still working past uh, try payback a little bit with the first year, but you know we're we're literally just doing this kind of payback uh, to cover the cost. So you know if there was ever like a tough spot, uh, which I think uh, recent time is a good evidence of that. You know there, this is something we don't have to stress about. This is something we can always do, and you know it's it's just fun there. And you know they've got tons of exciting stuff there, and it's kind of this the kind of progress of the Patreon has been a lot kind of greater like it's been a lot better than i was expecting so you know over time we might try and do some more stuff but um overall it's it's just been fantastic uh so yeah as well as that you've also got the show notes and uh as with being part of the discord there's always little wee tips and tidbits about what we're up to and what's going on and yeah uh, as well as that we're we're just having a blather about what we've been playing as is everyone yeah, no, it's great. It's a great place to be. We really do uh, enjoy uh, sort of being part of it and, and hopefully our supporters enjoy it as well, uh, the people that have uh, decided to sign up. It's nsukp.co.uk. You get all the details there. You get everything you need to know at our website. It's had a bit of a, a refurb from Anton this week as well and it uh, includes includes uh, Leona uh, who is doing our new fortnightly uh, indie corner feature and it's also made me I'll realise I need to get a new picture <laughs> uh, Likewise, I'm tired of looking like a Muppet in mine frankly, I can't remember what I was doing but it was some weird expression looking into a phone, looking into a switch, into a phone, into a switch into a phone, into a switch, into a phone That's yeah, quite clever, quite clever <laughs> um, Okay, so I uh, wanted to quickly mention just one review we've had on our um, uh, Apple podcast reviews and uh, we're at 54 reviews, five stars for 53 of them and one four star. But we are very thankful for all those people, even the four star. Hey, four stars <laughs> no, we are, we I'm not complaining are. about four that's stars. That's, that's a good review yeah. still. What is that, like uh, 90, 98% out of 100? That's yeah, pretty good. It's, it's, it's pretty good. But we did get a four star, which is great. So thank you very much for whoever it was that left that for us. We, we do appreciate it. Uh, and another written review says, keep up the great work. This is from... 
Hegdidi, but I don't think that's how you pronounce it. H e g d d y. Hi guys, love your podcast, and I've been a fan for some time. Hello to you, thank you. And I was wondering if you could review the game My Hero One's Justice or My Hero One's uh, One's Justice Two. Thank you, and keep up the amazing work. Um, you know, the funny thing about those games, Anton, are that first of all, I haven't played them, but I've looked into them for quite some time, and the big reason for that is at some point I want to get a fighter. I want to have some sort of you know, homage to the old school way we used to play games when we used to have the likes of Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. But I, I want to go for something a bit different because we've got the Mortal Kombat, we've got the Street Fighters, all that stuff. Um, but this one is actually a really, really solid fighter. And I know that there is a lot of people um, that that really, really talk highly of this game. So I suggest going and have a look. If you don't know about the games, then definitely go and check them out. Um, I think it's a good suggestion. I think we should try and get that reviewed at some point. We just need to get a copy. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that owl has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The way, the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out The Gaming Blender on all your favourite podcast platforms now. Indeed, you know, uh, as I think is uh, possibly clear in the podcast, I'm not much of an anime watcher. Uh, so with a lot of these games, it's, uh, it's easy to gloss them over. But given a look, it does seem to have um, a lot more verticality verticality than your normal fighter which draws me in um because you know it, you, you play so many fighters and quite often like you even though you've got a jump you're you're just hitting the right combination of buttons to not get like pummeled into the left corner or right corner That's of the screen what I'm doing wrong ah <laughs> <laughs> So this one looks fresh, Al. <laughs> yeah, it's, to, to be fair, other than um, going to look it up when we got the review in and asking us to review it, I thought, oh, I hadn't really heard of it, but then I don't pay much attention to fighters. In all honesty, there's not mm. something that really appeared on my radar. I think the last fighter I played was probably Street Fighter 2. No, I tell lie. It would have been... Dead Tekken. or Alive, maybe? No, Xbox, it'd be Tekken, Tekken, probably Tekken 3 Tekken. or 4. I've, yeah, I just haven't gotten into them for years and years and years. Yeah. But this is one I think that a lot of people will overlook, um, partly because it's um, got that anime look to it um, and it has a history as a franchise anyway um, and people might not want to jump in. But I don't actually think you should let that put you off. From what I've seen of it, it seems to be quite accessible in terms of, you know, playing it. There's quite a lot to it, but it seems, again, it's one of the, it's like a lot of fighters. You know, anyone can play it. Not anyone could be good at it. <laughs> and I'm definitely a button basher when it comes to um, playing fighters. So I would need to spend some time in it. But we will, Anton, at some point. Yeah. Try and check that out, I think. Yeah. I'm, similarly, I, d- I don't own a, Switch, a fighter on Switch. Um, you know, they're, they're always a big commitment because, you know, I feel like you if you're not a fighting fan, you only really need one fighter per console because it, it will be like a, a full 30, 40 pound purchase uh, and it'll take me 10 years to learn it. 
So it's yeah. a big commitment. So uh, that's it. It's I'm a one fighter per system type of player because I'm not obsessed with them, but I do. They are enjoyable from time to time. So maybe this is the one. Maybe this is the one to check out. Um, okay. So talking about before we get started, what we've been playing this week. I'll start this time because I never start. I just realised I never actually start. So I'm going to start this week, and I've been playing Deadly Premonition. Um, so I've been talking about this for a fair bit and I've started playing it I'm about four hours in maybe and I'm really really enjoying it it's utterly ridiculous it's so flawed so many things that are just wrong with the game but it's wonderful Um, I actually weirdly enough think that it would be better if they got rid of the Resident Evil type um, parts in the game where you're sort of you know it suddenly becomes a real horror um, it's good it's okay it's not bad it's not terrible it just feels like the detective part and the investigation part is so it's so intriguing and it really grabs you it, but it's there's some hilarious moments in it I mean some of the voice acting is just so brilliantly awful uh, some of the music levels above, above the speech you know you can't hear because the music suddenly comes in it's totally you know they'll be like talking about something serious like you know death and then suddenly this song will come in it'll be like and you're like this just doesn't work it doesn't go but I love it. I absolutely love it. And I don't know why I love it so much, but I totally get why it's so polarizing. And now I'm just excited to finish it and get Deadly Premonition 2, Alistair. <laughs> well, hey, each to their own. If you enjoy it, then you crack on, my friend. Whereas this week, I finished Ghostbusters. And actually, oh. I I had the same feeling I had when I finished on the PlayStation, which was certainly towards the end. It felt like big chunks of it were missing. And I don't know if it's because I played it on easy, and I know I think, Mike, you said you'd played it on easy rather than playing it on sort of difficulty yeah, or some novice or whatever they call it. Just the one way to enjoy the story and shoot things, it's good fun. And I'm wondering if when the, on that setting, if you miss chunks of the action, because it sort of cuts from one thing to the next, you think, what, what just happened? Why, what, why was it so easy? Where did that go? What's going on? Mm. I think um, I think they peaked early with uh, Marshmallow Man. I think that there was, the, there could have been a moment later in the game like that that might have rounded it off better it felt like you were doing a lot of the same stuff near the end I think uh, yeah I mean the story did keep moving on you got new weapons and new toys and it was it was good it just felt oddly paced and actually I had a bit of a problem playing with it uh, I don't remember having the Playstation and that was actually the darkness level so you're playing on the Switch and a lot of that game being set largely at night and in dark places is funnily enough really dark I was really struggling to see anything on the screen and the Switch brightness was set to max and there was nothing more handheld yeah, in handheld mode. It wasn't quite as bad on TV. It was still dark on the TV, but in handheld mode, it was really, really difficult to play. That said, still a great fun game. I would still recommend someone goes and plays it. Um, yeah. And when I finished that, I started playing a point and click. I started playing oh, uh, Irony Curtain with Love from Matryoshka. It was oh, on sale in the Steam. Please tell. Yeah, <laughs> it is, actually. It's, it's been kicking around Steam for a while. I think I got it for like £2 or something in the e-store uh, sale. And uh, it's really, really good fun. I have now come up to a bit where... Um, it's not really terribly early in the game. Uh, not terribly late, it's quite early. But yeah, I'm stuck. I'm going to have to go and consult Google because I have now spent about an hour, an hour and a half wandering around a hotel room and cannot figure out to turn my socks red and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> oh, that old classic, trying to turn your socks red. Uh, Anton, what about you? Yeah, you know, it's um, 
I've been a little bit of a switch betrayer, but I have been sticking in there, got back into Animal Crossing because I did put it down for a while. Uh, I've been going around collecting star fragments because I realised I've made it this far and I don't have a magic wand, which I know I can just see the blank looks on your faces. Uh, but I swear it means something. I'm not making it up. Uh, mm. And just overall just spending way too many bells. I bought like a server for £1,000 and built an arcade room by buying arcades for like 100000 each. Uh, so I'm basically just going to recreate my office in Animal Crossing. And that's the eternal plan right there. Excellent. Um, I am and maybe amazed to- at the number of people who do things like recreating their office. Or I saw in, in, actually I think it was in the BBC News, there's people you can employ a gardener in uh, Animal Crossing to come and water your plants every day. And you can pay an interior designer, I think it's something like two or three hundred pounds a day to do the interior design in Animal Crossing for your house. I don't understand this. What is going on? <laughs> It, it, it's insane like I've seen a couple big fashion brands getting into it and like actually making merch in it uh, and even then just the trading because uh, you know the, they've got the turnip market where it's basically the stocks and uh, you know there's a lot of people they'll be like you can come to my islands and trade here where you'll get the better stock price basically but you'll have to drop me a tip so it's like a full black market economy going on in that game it's a uh, Hmm. There, there's some evil stuff going in there I don't know where but it's happening Peel's it, maybe yeah. on to something is there any way of extracting <laughs> real money from this or is it entirely just purely an online digital currency market and there's literally nothing that can be made of it in the real world at all uh, or what I, I guess uh, not necessarily there isn't like you could sell things out but you could uh, for instance one of the main forms of selling is people have been uh, trading rare villagers uh, so there's one called Raymond, which wears like a waistcoat and it's a cat with multicolored eyes. And everybody really likes him. And when he pops up like on the, like there's an, like a really popular Animal Crossing Discord with like hundreds of thousands of, thousand of members and there's like a trading form. People in there, they can uh, they can make some real coin if they're trading Raymond or Audi or somebody. Wow. It's, yeah. uh, you know, whenever, you get, whenever you get a big franchise, so there's always ways to make real life money. You know, think back to Pokemon and, and the, the sort of craziness. Even back in the day, it was the, it was the cards, you know, the trading cards. And uh, FIFA, very similar as well. You know, there's ways to make real life money in that. And I think it, uh, Animal Crossing is just one of those franchises that you can. But we could talk about that all episode, but we really must get on <laughs> and talk about this week's news tell us what people want to know okay so quite a lot to get through what i'm going to do is i'm going to go through um these and we'll, we won't spend too long on them unless we think there's something particularly that you really want to sort of delve deep uh, into so i'm going to start off with Boombit games they present carnage battle arena it's a pixel-based 3d destructive derby game it's out now uh, excuse me, out now for £13.49. Um, Anton, uh, I don't, I'm not 100% sure about this one. Um, mm. I like the idea. I'm not so sure if I'm loving the execution. Yeah, see, I, I'm kind of in, in a weird one where I love the, the voxel bit based off it, where it's basically the cars are made of tons of little 3D cubes and when they crash, they fall apart and a somewhat realistic isn't like when in some racing games where you get bashed and it just puts like a denty texture on the side it looks looks interesting there but i i don't know how much content they could string out of this idea and that's the bit that's got me feared alistair i know what you mean but i mean the price isn't particularly high and i imagine if it was in a sale it'd be even lower to be honest but for the, the price they're asking i'm kind of interested in this particularly because they showed me the delorean i mean put the delorean in anything 
and I'm going to go and buy it. And there's the DeLorean from Back to the Future, complete with all the massive engines off the back, and you can go and smash into other cars in what is effectively a Lego game. Because that's basically what it looks like. You're driving around Lego cars, smashing at each other, presumably trying to rack up the highest damage. I think this looks really good fun. Car Combat's always been up my street, though. I love games like this. As long as it's mm, not too expensive, yeah. I don't mind picking it up and just chucking cars at each other and having a laugh, frankly. I hope it's I hope it's as good as that. I really do. I've just there's something holding me back with this. Um, I love the idea of it. I think it's a great uh, it's got great potential. Um, I'll maybe let you try that first, Al, and and tell me how good it is. I mean that has happened in the past with games where I've not been sure. I've been sitting on the fence. Um, so yeah, I, again, good. The price is good though. I think at thirteen forty nine, it's not a bad price. So definitely check that one out. Next up, Way Forward presents Troll Hunters: Tales of Arcadia. It's a two D platformer. It's based on the Netflix show and it's got the same voice cast and an original story. It comes on the 25th of September with a physical release to Anton. I'm not that aware of the show, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but there's something about this that, that looks quite um, quite slick, but then you always worry with tie-ins. Yeah, this one, uh, it's, I feel like there's something, again, there's something missing where... It's made on a DreamWorks show, which, you know, DreamWorks does some good stuff. Uh, like, it's made by DreamWorks for Netflix. It's got, like, the big fancy cast. It's got story. It's made by WayForward, which makes those shanty games. Oh, yeah, uh, the shanty games. Um, but I, I won't lie, I was kind of looking at this one. I was like, this looks a little bit cheap. It's not the kind of quality I would expect of all parties involved in a... You know, maybe this is just me scared of the the last Netflix time we had in the form of the Kelf Mythic Kelf show that we had. Um, it, oh, the one with the props, the little wee puppets, Jim Henson guys. Uh, oh, oh, vaguely. Um, oh, what was that called? Dark, oh, dark Crystal. Dark Crystal. Um, yeah, which uh, that one was again Netflix and not too great. So maybe that's just left a, a sour touch like taste in my mouth but I'm not feeling this one to be honest I don't think we're the right people to be looking at this and the reason I say that is because we're not 10 years old and I think as a game that's kind of introducing I'm going to say kids because although it's rated 10 plus it's probably younger kids playing it it looked like certainly from just the short trailer I saw a fairly simple fairly easy platformer and I can see that actually being quite a nice little gateway game it's not for you and it's not for me but for a little kid I, I think this might actually work. It's IP they know, it looks colourful, it looks slick. Um, 2D platformers are sort of few and far between these days that aren't brutally hard. If this is a fairly easy, but not too easy 2D platform that looks slick and polished, I, uh, I think they might, they're not going to make millions from it, it's never going to be a best-selling game, but it might be all right. Yeah, yeah, I th- you might be onto something. I mean, I, I have to say, it doesn't it doesn't grab me as one that I'm going to be particularly bothered about playing personally, but then I don't know much about the show, and as you say, it might just find its audience. It is out on 28th of August, so of course there is a bit of time before it's released to see if, um, you know, to sort of keep an eye on that. Next up, Maze Theory have announced a Doctor Who game is coming to the Switch in 2021, but haven't shared details about it. Now, my theory on the Doctor, there was the one that was on mobile, um, Anton, a couple of years back and I had a, quite high hopes for that being pretty decent because there's so much potential to do a really good Doctor Who game you know having a TARDIS being able to go to different part, you know different sort of places and time and maybe even you know you've got the the whole regeneration thing there's the, you've got your sidekick you've got there's so much that you could do if someone really invested in it but will this be the game to do that? 
Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. The the team behind it, Maze Fury, they have developed a Doctor Who game in the past, but it was a full-fledged VR title. So from the sounds of it, it will be sharing zero DNA with that title. It's going to be its own unique thing. So I get the impression that they, they have a good grasp on the IP of Doctor Who because it is such an expansive history. And if yeah, you don't make the fans happy, then it's, it's game over from default. So... You know, they seem to be a team that's possibly on the right footing for doing something great. Uh, it's just right now, so kind of, we we don't know what it could be. So you know, the world's your oyster. It could be a Lego game. It's not going to be a Lego game, but it could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doctor Who. I mean, I know pretty much nothing about Doctor Who other than the fact there's Daleks in it, and uh, he's been going for a while, or I'm she now. Um, but that's pretty much I'm all I know. Shocked, yeah, man. it's just, I don't know, I've never really got into Doctor Who, but it's fine. But I know there's a lot of material there, decades and decades worth of material. So they have the perfect opportunity to do something really cool. Uh, all I would say on behalf of all the Doctor Who fans that are out there, don't mess it up, because they will be unhappy. Exactly. Absolutely. I think this is such an opportunity. I think we could really do with a really good Doctor Who game. I think it would um, it has so much potential, but we will see. Next up, Rising Star Games have announced Harvest Moon, One World, new graphics, new engine, breaking the status quo of the franchise and trying something new coming out 2020. But Alistair, let's face it, if they're going to have any hope of competing with the likes of Animal Crossing right now, and it's not a straight competition, but... Even still, that is the field they're going to be entering. They've had mixed sort of responses with their games over time. There's some really great Harvest Moon titles, and there's been some more recently that have been meh, not quite so good. Um, but they've got a lot of potential, but they are going to have to do something different if they're going to compete, right? They are. Was that a deliberate pun, entering the field they're going to enter? Because if so, kudos, sir. <laughs> I'm no. going to say yes, that was entirely deliberate. <laughs> no, yeah, they are going to have to do something very different. I mean, I have a, a fondness for Harvest Moon because I used to play it back in the Game Boy Color, I think it was. Um, I don't think I've played one since, but I know they got progressively less um, good. For want of a better word, I'm going to go with good. Yeah. And uh, this, it is an opportunity. I don't know why already I've got a bad feeling in my stomach about it. The, the blurb they put out so far, there's no trailer or any screenshots or anything. It's literally just the, the logo and saying that they're expanding the world. So it's you, uh, you're starting a world where there's no crops, there's no cabbages, no carrots. And you've only got this old book, which mythically teaches about how to grow crops. And you start your farm and then you save your village and then you save the world, apparently. And you go out and venture in the whole thing. All sounds very unharvest moony, but I'm presuming they have a way of tying it all into the lore and recurring characters and... There's a lot of opportunity, but they do need to do something very, very different to, um, well, Animal Crossing. That's that's <laughs> it's, it's, it's only competitions out there, really. I guess Stardew Valley, but I guess it's a different thing, too. Um, there is a lot of competition. I wish them well. I look forward to seeing how this progresses, but I do have a, I have a feeling, and I don't like it. Anton, yeah, you, you know, the, the Harvest Moon franchise, it's... You know, it's had like a, a weird life where, you know, it had a good couple entries on the Game Boy era, maybe one or two on the DS, and then they didn't change it at all. They eventually did the mobile versions, and even the Switch games we've got recently have been built off being able to run on mobile as well. As we know of this game so far, we only know that there's a Switch version coming. They, they haven't discussed any other ones. They've just targeted Switch outlets and been like, it's coming. So... With that, combined with the new engine, makes me optimistic that they are changing up the franchise a decent bit. And uh, as of a couple years back, the original developers of the original games, um, uh, I think they went on to make Story of Seasons. 
they've came back, so and they're within all the same publishers. So I'm hoping that they've uh, got some ambition to do some new stuff because, as you say, Animal Crossing, Star Two, and now they've got in Hills competition from a uh, Story of Seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to have to do something if they really want to stay relevant. I feel like we need uh, a really decent Harvest Moon title just because, you know, it feels like the kind of um, game that the Switch is really missing, as in a good Harvest Moon. And uh, so it would be really great if if this is, uh, you know, going to be slightly different from where it is headed. So we will see, though. It is coming out 2020, they say. We will see, though. Uh, Okay, next up, this one's got me quite excited. Modus Games have announced Scully. So you can roll around as a skull, you can platform and transform. Comes out on the 4th of August. And uh, Anton, I think this looks really slick. Yeah, you know, when I first watched it, um, I was very kind of... um, I was like, oh, it looks simple, it looks fun, um, you know, the, it, but it, like, it didn't seem like it had substance just rolling around. And then they had the kind of little wee skull transforming into things. I was like, oh, wow, what is this? It had a lot more than I was expecting. And that's really grass meow. Yeah, I, when, I was, when I first looked at this video, I was actually surprised. It looks beautiful. And I don't know whether the video that's in the trailer is taken direct from Switch or if it's taken from something like the PS4, but the graphics of it are stunning. The gameplay does look relatively simple, but then it gets it gets a bit more complicated as your little skull that rolls around transforms into different um, different shapes and can do different pu- things to solve puzzles. It looks really pretty, but I'm just staggered by the way it looks. And I'm, I can only presume that that's not running on the Switch. I really hope it is. The lighting effects are well, amazing. I, you know, I I think that you know I I'm with you. I just think it looks really, really, really stunning. And as you say, it has been announced for other systems. So I suspect what we're seeing isn't um, on the Switch, but it does. It's funny because it kind of looks like something that we might just manage to get on the Switch anyway, pretty close to. You know, if it was more ultra realism, then I would be very skeptical. But I actually think this has real potential to be a Switch um, to look like it does in the trailers fairly close and um, really excited to see this one because I just think it looks like it's something slightly different and I don't mind if it's easy. I'm not too worried about that. I think it's more just about having something new. Um, so yeah, keep keep an eye on that one. Scully, it's uh, no Mulder. Mulder doesn't make this one but it's the 4th of yeah. August. It's also yeah. spelled yeah. S-K-U-L-L-Y so nothing to do with uh, the X-Files. Next up then, uh, where did we go? Oh, here we go. So say uh, have announced piano for switch um it's uh it's a piano it's out now actually um have you have you spotted this one anton yep it's um it's a piano eight pounds all nine you can own your own piano um, yeah. i was amazed by the simplicity and the, the confidence of it um if you, you know you love music mike you buying a piano an eight key um, piano <laughs> I, I probably won't buy this one, but you know what I do quite like about it is there's a slight educational element to it in the sense that it does help you sort of understand how to play melodies for things like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and Happy Birthday to You and things. So I think for a kid, um, the fact that it's got that encouragement throughout it, and I think the Switch is a fairly decent place for that. It is something you could play on mobile, but you know you don't necessarily want to be giving your kid your mobile phone to play with, so maybe this will have an audience, Al. You know what? I hadn't really thought about that. I was too busy laughing at its existence and how rubbish it looked. But actually, when you put it in that context, it makes a bit more sense. I can see yeah. that you might want to give this to a kid to encourage them to at least start off down a musical route of some description. But I'm still yeah. going to laugh at it. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> you know me, I'll always, I'll always <laughs> advocate for anything that is musical because there are so many benefits uh, to learning music as a child. So uh, I will always have its back, although it does look very simple. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Collecting Smiles. They've announced Colours Live on Kickstarter, <clears throat> and it's a sequel to The Colours and... Co- and and what, what was the... Se- yeah, the colours. Okay. Colours colors and Colours 3D. I've missed all 3D. Terribly. Oh, I see. Okay, I was thinking they had two games called exactly the same thing before this one. Well, that's a mistake. Um, so it's a robust drawing suite for Switch and it's got pressure sense of pen and a campaign. You know, it's funny, um, Alistair, because I feel like we've been missing Mario Paint on the Switch and um, this is... It, it's kind of cool. I kind of like this idea. Yeah, I, I Not loved- for me. Well, <laughs> yes, I'm kind of in the same boat. So I loved Mario Paint back in the day. Was it the SNES era, I think that was? It was amazing. I had so much fun with that as a kid with tons of time on my hands. When I first saw this, I went, why? And then I heard that it did really, really well in 3DS and I went, why? And then I looked at it a bit more and I thought, actually, I can kind of see a very, very, very niche use for it. So if someone happens to have a Switch with them and they happen to be carrying around the pen with them and they want to do some sketching... They can do it. And I guess it's really hard to do that with anything other than sort of a tablet, like an Apple, an iPad or something like that with a stylus. That, yeah, you could do that, but that means you're going to go buy a £1,000 piece of kit. Whereas if you're carrying a Switch anyway, and it's got a capable piece of drawing software on it, as so long as you can find some way of exporting the drawings from it into some other sort of suitable medium, it might actually have an audience. It's just not me because I don't go around drawing things. Anton, what do you reckon? Um... As the the resident sketcher, uh, you know, I, I love the idea of it. And, you know, the 3DS game and the PS Vita games, those were fairly impressive suites. Uh, and I think the fact that they've got this pressure-sensitive pen uh, to kind of mm. describe it, it plugs in via the headphone jack. And then it kind of has like this little wee rotating tip at the end that's flush, but kind of can articulate in certain angles so it knows what angles you're tilting at so you can shade like a pencil. I was really impressed by that. But I, I, I struggle to see who's maybe, you know, I think on the 3DS where maybe you don't own a graphics tablet because a graphics tablet is £300 and iPads, like, it was only, I think you could only sketch on the pros, but, like, entry-level iPads are, like, 300 about the price of a Switch. So I, I'm curious to see what kind of... I, I think there's a margin there for people who want to sketch digitally. But I don't know how big that margin is. I, I think it's really... I mean, that, the the pen idea is amazing. Oh, brilliant. It's absolutely stunning. And it comes in different colours. And look, you know, there is a market for it because it aimed to make £12,000 on Kickstarter and it's at 43100 It's got nearly a 1,000 backers and it's still got 25 days to go. So there is, there's definitely an audience for it. And um, I think it's just great. I, I really, really like this because it combines... You know, I've, I, you read so many negative things about gaming and and you know consoles and all uh, and and you know everything that goes with that. Um, and I think this is just a really positive, nice game. And the fact that they've got backers there already, they've, they've tested it with Kickstarter. You know, I think mm. that's really clever. And um, you know, we know that they were good. They were really well reviewed, as Al said, on um, you know the 3DS and the DS before that as well I think it was on as well but uh, no it was just the 3DS but it was it was really well reviewed on there and on the Vita as well um, so yeah I'm, I'm all for it I think it's a really cool idea one thing I would say I find the, the campaign I do think is really cool like uh, I think we're we're all kind of similar in the fact that the pen is like it's kind of weird that that's not even been something that's been considered before yeah. but the, the campaign like I know like 
sometimes you're just in a mood where you're like, eh, I don't know what to draw, or you're not feeling creative, but you're just wanting to kind of do something mindless, which I imagine this campaign must be fantastic for that. Just kind of yeah. little wee doodling. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, let's hope it uh, continues to succeed like it has been. Next up, I made it sound like it was a has-been there, <laughs> just because I said like it has been. It's not a has-been game. Uh, sold out of announced No Straight Roads, a 3D music action-adventure title about a bunch of rockers taking down the world of EDM. <laughs> I'd love that. That's so funny. Oh, me. Oh, this sounds like the vibe of this is up your street. I guess, yes. I, I love rock to take down EDM. Rock is awesome. EDM is okay. <laughs> Rock beats all. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird kind of game, this. It's, it's sort of a, a musical, it's almost like a hack and slash, but based in a musical world. That's kind of the best description mm. I seem to be able to pull from watching the trailer and reading a bit about it. Just action, co-op, couch co-op, good fun, but weird concept. I've got, I want to go and play it because I'm just intrigued. What, what do you make of yeah, it, Anton? I, I was really caught off guard. Like, it had a, a little wee nice flashy intro of, like, the character speaking and saying stuff and having some dialogue. And I was like, okay, it's going to cut and be, like, a, a 16-bit platformer. But then we got into the, the full game, and that's how it looks. It's 3D. It looks fairly impressive. And then it appears there's, like, a decent amount of, kind of world-building characters, environments, it, it has a lot more meat on its bones than I was expecting. Um, I did find it ironic though, because I was watching it and uh, I just realised uh, like how it's all like pro rock, EDM bad, and there's not much rock music in the actual trailer, which I found ironic. <laughs> Nevertheless, it, yeah. it's a curious title, Mike. It is, it is. It's coming out 30th of June, so if it's one that tickles your fancy, then you'll be able to get it from then. Now, uh, there was one release this week that, you know, one or two people have been talking about, and you've probably been waiting for us to talk about this since we started this particular episode, oh, well over half an hour ago now. Um, and that was uh, some character called Mario has been announced in some Paper Mario or something. Yes, the Origami King, Paper Mario, the Origami King, is coming to Switch 17th of July. And I've got to say, as someone who hasn't played the Paper Mario franchise, but absolutely has wanted to but just hasn't done it yet this for me i don't know about how you feel anton but the trailer looks amazing yeah i i absolutely love this one where you know i'm very curious to see and i if, if you've played any of the previous paper marios please let us know where your thoughts are at because i i know there's a lot of grievances where the kind of 3ds and the wii u one strayed from the the franchise roots and did something awful and everybody hated them uh but this one looks like a, a very much like your Super Mario Party, your kind of Odyssey Zelda, where it's kind of trying to reinvent the franchise. And I, I know Nintendo's not been describing this one as an RPG. They describe it as an action adventure. So I'm going to be curious to see what the general reception is. But as somebody who's never played this franchise, it looks full of charm. The writing looks interesting. And, um, you know, it looks like it's not afraid to kind of play with the kind of Mario methodology and they've got an evil Princess Peach which uh, hmm. I haven't seen that any time recently. <laughs> it's definitely different isn't it? I mean I watched that trailer and was sort of giggling away and smiling to myself and already it's filled me with joy and I've not even played the game I've not even seen most of the game but it's fantastic that the, it's coming out and out of the blue because we knew there were a whole yeah. load of games coming in okay there was kind of a room with those Paper Mario coming back but just all of a sudden boom there you go enjoy <laughs> it was fantastic uh, and there uh, I think it was dropped the hold of hints suggesting more Mario games coming our way which is always even better 
Yeah, I think we're going to see more um, very soon announced. And what I'm really hoping is that there's a really good story mode because I know that's one of the criticisms of previous Paper Mario titles is that story mode isn't quite as you know well done as as other Mario titles. So I think we, we're seeing that though. I think the trailer there you've got elements of that. So really excited about that, and uh, it will be talked about all the way up until it's. Released two months today, pretty much. So 17th of July, it's coming out. So we will all be very excited when that does happen. <laughs> Mike, you need Next to stop up. eating your dinner just before you record this podcast. <laughs> hiccups, I've got hiccups. Uh, excuse me. Um, okay, next up, 2K Games. So we, I've talked about how I really want them to bring um, their NHL games and I want them to bring their basketball games to the Switch. Well, they've brought a sports game and it's PGA Tour 2K21. I'm not I'm not uh, annoyed with that at all. I think that's great. Um, and hopefully it does herald more of those type of 2K games. Uh, pretty, pretty big title this to come to the Switch though, Anton. It's a 2K21 simulation golf game, dream courses, cruise, career mode, multiplayer, digital only. Mm, 21st of August. What do you think? Um, yeah, this one's interesting where, you know, it's they, in their marketing, they're very explicit. They're like, this is the start of a long running franchise, which known 2K sport division, that seems probable. Um, but it's, you know, I'm just kind of curious. They've got the dream courses in there. They have like a fantasy career modes where you can make your dream career. It, they showed off what looked to me like a career cre- a course career, but I, they never confirm it in any of their marketing details. I'm just kind of curious to kind of see what a, a sports game that isn't built on 15 years of previous entries is like. They've got a very much a fresh slate here uh, and a very talented team behind it. And I, I imagine 2K's put their money on the table. It's a little bit disappointing to be getting digital only, but at least we're getting it because I, I don't mm. think sports games sell the best on Switch. I don't think we're the target oh. demographic for those. But yeah, yeah, how, how are you feeling? Well, I mean, to be fair, we've got Golf Story. Who needs this? It's great it's coming I'm really pleased it's coming Because it does herald potential for more sports games From 2K on the Switch It is fantastic news But frankly if it's not Mario Golf I'm not interested Now if Nintendo (laughs) Um, dropped that Then I will be very happy man I used to really like um, golf simulations You know proper kind of Try to be real to life And I think 2K are usually pretty good At at coming out with things that are just Slightly less EA (laughs) You know, maybe maybe a little bit more heart in them, I, I guess, is probably a good way to put it. So I, I've got high hopes that they'll do well with this. I probably won't rush out and buy it, but I really do hope that it does well. Next up, XD Networks have announced Reverse Collapse Codename Bakery, a tactical RPG with horror elements. I've got to say, uh, Alistair, the horror element kind of threw me. With a name like Codename Bakery, I didn't really think that horror was going to be the next thing I'd read, but there we are. Well, yeah, it's a remake of um, Codename Bakery Girl, which I think was kicking around 20, I'm going to say 13, but Anton probably knows with his encyclopedic knowledge of all games. Is that right, Anton? <laughs> not at all. Uh, I'm not so sure. I, I, it is a remake, uh, and it has a, a fairly interesting look where it's like part chibi, part realistic with particle effects. It's, a, it's an interesting looking one. It's, uh, it's uh, Watching it, I was like, what is this one? But it piqued my interest. Yeah, it took me by surprise watching the trailer as well. It's, it's, it's got a really, I'm going to say confused, but in a good way, art style. It, it does. It swaps from really beautiful graphics. They're like yeah. art, art style, which is kind of almost, I don't know how you describe it. Very manga. Yeah, very, very manga. To then all of a sudden really is. cartoony, like little cuteness. It's just, it's weird, but likable. <laughs> yeah, it's like cu- cut out. 
um, cut out and stuck on top of the world kind of look for the characters. Um, and I quite like it. I quite like the art look of this. I think it's um, it's very slick and I think it's really good on the Switch. I think it really translates well as a Switch, you know, gate type of game. I think it's going to do well on the Switch. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing um, how that does and finding out a bit more as we, we get a bit closer to uh, to sort of seeing the release. Of course, that new trailer is out as well, so you can go and check that out too. Next up, uh, Japanese Nintendo, Nintendo Switch Online subscribers. They are getting Celeste for free until 6 o'clock on the 24th of May. That's um, interesting, Anton, because, you know, it's a different type of game to the ones we've seen given trial weeks so far. Indeed, and it seems like they're expanding. They're becoming more regular. So it makes me wonder if this is maybe something they're considering rolling out more as an official, you get a free game a month kind of thing. Uh, You know, it's it's third party. It's a Western title. It's... um, Yes, it makes me hopeful that this is not just like a, a one-off thing because they have no reason to be giving this game away. It's it's rarely on sale. It's um, fairly well up in the charts in the game. Uh, I just want free games, Al. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. But this isn't the first time they've done that in Japan. They've given away games, or given away, they've let people play games the, for free for short periods in Japan before. I think this might be the third or the fourth time they've done it. Something like that. So I don't know if there's trialling that as a concept to see how well it works, what the response is, and then whether they will um, maybe roll out in the in the West, which would be which would be lovely because who doesn't like free stuff? No, absolutely. I think it'd be great if they extended that over here. Um, now, next up, the biggest news of the week. Forget Paper Mario uh, because we all know that that was a huge, huge story, yeah. but this is much, much bigger. Race with Ryan is getting a paid track DLC for five ninety nine and a new physical deluxe edition, including both base games and DLC. Uh, Anton, I know I'm having to hold you back from rushing out and buy buying Race with Ryan, but if you could at least finish the podcast first, that would be good. Yeah, yeah, I'm just thankful that now I can own two versions of this game physically. uh, (laughs) Do you actually own it, genuinely? I do not, no. Oh, it's okay. (laughs) We would have had to disown you if you did. (laughs) My God. uh, Could you imagine being six and then going into like Smiths or Argos and seeing your face on a box of a video game? Like, have you seen the box for this game? Yeah. It's mad. It's It's just a little kid having a YouTube channel and now he has a game. And Is it wrong to hate on a child because... I really hate that child so much. I hate the fact that this what thing, this exists as a... Well, it's not so much the kid I hate. The kid is fine. I hate his parents. Who does yeah, that to a child well, and inflicts that on the world? Just stop yeah. it. Stop it, stop I it, don't stop know. it, stop it's, it. Um, you know, the game doesn't get that well reviewed. And I think it that's awful when it comes down to it. It's not, it's not a good game. But, you know, if, if you want to go and spend more money on it... Well, the thing is, the problem is... We're not the audience, and it, nobody cares what we think of Race with Ryan. It's all about you know marketing to people's children, essentially, and which is wrong. Do that wrong, 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 <laughs> wrong, 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 oh, wrong. But, don't worry, Alistair. <laughs> we've got your favorite game coming up, so don't worry. Yes. It's okay. all good. Breathe don't out. Don't worry because take a deep breath. We're gonna we're gonna continue on the high because next up Clubhouse Games fifty one world worldwide classics now has a fifty second game. I'm sorry, but look, <laughs> right, look, I've got a slight issue with this. Well, Give slight. us games. 
give us games and give us freebies. But if you are going to call your game Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics, and then before it's even properly out and people have actually had a chance to play it, okay, I think it is out, but that's not the point. You're not going to go and go, actually, it's 52 games. <laughs> Sorry. It's just stupid. <laughs> is, I love the fact that the bonus game is piano. Now, we've already got a piano app coming to the Switch for £8 or whatever it was, four pence. I mean, it's just, it's wonderful. But you know what? I, uh, I should do know someone. Jim, who is actually genuinely planning on buying this game. <laughs> you know, Anton, the thing is, there are some parts of the game that I don't actually mind. I actually think it's probably quite good value if you can get something, if you can get it fairly cheap. There's a lot of content there and it is kind of cool as an extra game in there, but you just, it's just a bizarre way to market it, isn't it? Yeah, you know, um, it's got us talking, but you know, the game's now worth eight pounds more of the piano app that we've already talked about is anything to go off of so uh, you know we're getting an eight pound discount if anything <laughs> that's one way to look at it next up we've got a new shooter from the switch the bullet time of revenge um it's basically not quite what uh, it uh, looked like we did talk about this on i think uh roundup roundup on our which is one of our patreon podcasts um so basically anton you can explain it best but basically it's it's a it's a pre-made pack that someone has rather than even change anything they've literally just got all the freebies that anyone can go and get all the assets for a game and they've released it pretty much as is and are profiting from it so what we're urging people is don't go buy it exactly so yeah basically i believe it's on the unity game store uh, you can go out there and buy pre-made assets to kind of get you up and running so you can learn how to make games. Uh, and this game here um, is built off of the Hammer 2 Reloaded kind of Asset Pack, which is a pack that you can go out and try for free in your web browser for free. <laughs> uh, they've put a brand new logo on it uh, and put out the Switch for $4.99. Uh, and the, even then, the original Asset Pack's like £50. So uh, if he's managed to get... Oh, <laughs> Uh, X amount of people like, like about 15 people that bought it he made, made a profit so uh, credit to him there but uh, a very schemey thing to do <laughs> I love that description that's fantastic yeah I mean this it takes big cojones let's put it that way to do something like this but my hat is off to whoever's done it I mean if you make money from this well done but don't do it again. No, <laughs> just don't do it again. It's uh, just awful. I have no. I'm not taking my hat off to anyone who does this because, as someone who comes up against this situation in music often, I just think it's lazy. It's bordering on criminal. It's yes, awful, it's not. But beca- it, it is. Uh, yeah, you've got to admire the the. I'm going the to go goal. Back. The goal. We'll say the let's goal. go to the goal. I was trying to find another word that was, you know, family friendly. You're going to admire the yes, goal. Yes, well, it's just the uh, family friendly <laughs> podcast. Um, okay, next up, Ubisoft Forward has been announced for the 12th of July. So if you're missing the likes of E3, for example, then um, this, I think, of all of, you know, certainly of a lot of the big publishers, I think this is one that is definitely worth checking out, Anton. Indeed, last year, uh, last couple of years, my God, the Switch has been around for a good bit now. Uh, Ubisoft, outside of the Nintendo Direct, has always had the best showing for Switch games. You know, sometimes it will just be a Just Dance and some like ports, but they always have something for Switch. And, um, you know, for us, probably maybe worth a a little gander, uh, especially if you own more than one console, which a lot of Switch people do. So, uh, EA's... E3's dead. What can we do? <laughs> oh, are you going to be uh, watching this on the 12th of July? Uh, if I remember. I always mean yeah. to watch all these directs and then I forget and I have to go back and watch them in a panic before we record these shows. 
I love how we refer to them all as directs now as well. That just shows the power of Nintendo. Yeah, good old Nintendo. Uh, See, um, I love how um, Nintendo were like, everybody else is doing their directs now. Now Nintendo's like, I was doing it before it's popular. I'm not going to even direct it. I'm just going to drop trailers now. It's like they're petty that everybody's copied their idea. They're like, I didn't even like doing them anyway. All right, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fire through the next few items and then we'll come to you and get your, your thoughts because we've still got a fair bit to get through. So next up, due to um, adapting to working from home requirements, Star, Star Wars Episode One Racer has been delayed. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, we talked about that previously, but uh, it has been announced, but it isn't coming to Switch. Um, we'll, we'll maybe touch on that in a minute. Mafia Trilogy... I'm not going to talk about this for too long because um, I really could. It's been announced, but it isn't coming to Switch. Um, I, I'm, I'm I'm adding the caveat yet um, because I'm I will always hold out hope. And uh, the Free Play Ninjala is getting a physical release in Japan this summer, which includes a sticker and DLC. So if you like to collect, then that's one to check out. Any thoughts on any of those stories, Alster? I have many thoughts on all of those stories, but I will okay, limit but- myself to going. <laughs> on Star Wars Episode 1 Racer because I was really looking forward to that coming I'm sure it will still come I will get to play it I will just have to hold my excitement for a little bit longer Uh, and on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and (laughs) 2 because I love those games and I want them to come to the Switch please yeah, yeah I, 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 sadly, I, I don't have my hopes up for the Mafia trilogy, mainly just because the third game in particular is a little bit beefy. Uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, it's done by Activision, they, they really like to give us a short end of the sticks and charge more, they've done that a couple times with like Spiral and Crash, so I think that one's definitely possible, um, but sadly, yeah, I would, I much prefer Mafia, um, I've not got the same hope, Mike. I'd be happy if they just gave us one and two, even if they were yeah, separate. Exactly. I'm not bothered That's about why three, to be honest. Three three lost its way for me slightly. I, I wanted to love it and I was so excited. I think probably one of the most excited I've been for a game release. And I just I just fell flat. It just fell really flat. And I, it's probably a great game. It's probably my expectations, but uh, Mafia 2 is where it's at for me. Okay, so uh, coming out 2021, Epic have announced Unreal Engine 5. There's some impressive video for this right now. It is going to have support for the Switch, which I'm really excited about. Uh, have you had a chance, Alistair, to check out the video? I've not seen the video, but I'm, oh, I'm wow. really going to go, go and do now. I didn't it. realize it was a video, but I'm going to go and check yeah, it out. Yeah, it's unbelievable, Anton, isn't it? Indeed, I, I just had a look at it. Um, you know, a lot of the features they're talking about, you know, it's PS5 gameplay, so it's a little bit beyond what we're doing, but even looking at like the teraflop count of the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox One, uh, this is kind of allowing this game to stand head on shoulders of a lot of the technology we've got already, which makes me hopeful that kind of, once it comes to bringing kind of, uh, you know, Unreal games to Switch, that they can use that extra headroom to do some fantastic stuff. So some of the things they announced was global illumination, basically ray tracing, uh, Nanite, which is really, really high tri-count, uh, poly- polygons, really detailed, and uh, then virtualized geometry, again, just about having the level of detail just be absolutely extraordinary. Uh, but I'm hopeful to see what they do. I, I, <laughs> you're, you're just watching it now, Al. Are you watching I'm it now? I'm watching it now, and I, um, blow, my jaw has just about literally hit the table. I can't believe the detail in that video. It looks, yeah, like, it looks like an actual someone walking on the camcorder looking at the terrain. It's just mind-blowing. 
Well, it gives me hope as well for the future in terms of what Switch does, because obviously we are expecting there will be a revision of the Switch at some point in the future, and the fact that Unreal Engine have said Unreal Engine 5 is coming, which is great, uh, Epic have announced that, and I think that's it just all bodes well for future collaboration now we know where we're at with the Switch. Um, you just feel that maybe there's there's room there to you know not compete with what's happening on the PS5 and Xbox One billion or whatever it's called, um, but at least try and kind of hold its own and do its own thing. So yeah, really exciting um, to see where that that does go. 2021 though, when that happens. So we'll watch with interest. Next up, Game Tech have announced a fan for the Nintendo Switch. I mean, we've got three on the show as it is. I don't think we need <laughs> any more. There's millions of fans, but I think this might be a physical fan, Anton. Indeed, it's literally got tiny little wee suction cups you put on the back of your Switch. Uh, I think it t- apparently puts down the temperature by like 13 degrees, which and I think they're lying. Alistair, does your, fan, does your Switch get particularly hot? Not that I've ever noticed. No. But it depends what your game. I mean, a lot of the gaming I'm doing is probably not massively graphically intensive. Well, I mean, like Ghostbusters mm. probably actually is fairly intensive. But um, mm. no, I've never noticed mine overheating, but I guess it depends possibly on the environment you're using it in as well. And if nothing else, by cooling it, it should, in theory, work more efficiently. Therefore, your battery may last longer, albeit you're powering a fan. So mm, might be a give or take thing. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. I, f- I have a feeling that this is mostly going to be targeted towards the people maybe, uh, let's say, ov- like modding and then overclocking so mm. where in which they would usually use like the little vents on the like switch dock to exhale maybe using the actual hardware yeah, yeah. being able to do it handhelds maybe where that's going but no i just yeah. want somebody to do it properly like get a pc heat sink plop it on it because i've seen them do it with phones it's possible a liquid cooled switch, switch. <laughs> <laughs> you never know yeah well yeah well, you never know you never know uh, next up mario kart tour gets some new features room code and team races so if you are still playing that um i'll, I'll go through the last bits of our news and then you can comment on any of these uh, switch nes controllers are now reduced from 49.99 to 33.49 that's until the end of may if you want to go and grab them uh, doom has a new add-on campaign deathless at seven point 16 meg download uh, featuring 25 fast punchy levels the value you get from that Doom game is just unbelievable uh, Shuntaro Furukawa uh, has stated that they plan to increase the value of Nintendo Online in future uh, we have had some new online additions as well Anton for the SNES and NES that have arrived I don't know if you spotted those but um, that's uh, that's that's good so you are hoping to get a bit more value out of it in the future yes uh, I, I, I forgot to include the, the notes of what games are coming to NES uh, this week but uh, I think maybe what he's insinuating at there is maybe the inclusion of the free games worldwide or the free trials rather mm-hmm. uh, but I, I I've do you recall the games they've added yeah. to the NES lineup? Yeah, we've got uh, on the NES we've got Rygar, which is from Tecmo, and the SNES has Wild Guns, which I think is a oh, pretty that's cool. Uh, Operation Logic Bomb, which is an overhead shooter. Uh, we've got Panel de Pond, which was never released in the US, and which is a sort of puzzle game. And uh, I think that might be it. I think that's the lot of them. But um, yeah, yeah, that's the four of them. So Wild Guns is the one there that I think is a is a pretty cool addition. Um, but you know, it's good if they are going to do that. Um, I think that's really great. And and just also on the other stuff there that we've mentioned, Al. Um, obviously, Mario Kart Tour is one that you probably play have played more than us, so that's cool. And Doom. I just want to mention Doom as well. And I'll come back to. I'll go to Alistair first, but also for Anton to comment on that because. Um, 
just the the value for money for that game is incredible. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I'm, the, the Doom thing is really, really cool. With Mario Kart Tour, uh, I am still playing it, actually, on a daily basis. I've been playing that for, must be, it feels like six oh. months now. It's still a really, really engaging, fun game. And in fact, actually, if uh, if any listeners are wanting to increase their friends, then drop me an email, podcast at nsukp.co.uk. Uh, you can add me as a friend, and we can both share rubies for when we do really, really well in the weekly championships. Um, but yeah, I, I'm quite chuffed about that coming along. I think it's really, really cool, and I love the fact they're still supporting uh, Mario Kart Tour in such a big way. Uh, and Shuntaro Furukawa's statement about increasing the volume of Nintendo online. I'm So either... It is exactly what we're talking about, where they may start giving us some free games, which would be lovely, or I'd be more excited if that was a hint at the N64 coming online. Mm, yeah, well, it's mm. a possibility. I wouldn't get my hopes up, though. Uh, but you never know. Anton, um, first of all, on Doom. Um, yes, of course. Isn't that amazing? It's, you know, these... The thing I... I I've, they, they announce this stuff like it's little wee features. This is a full-blown campaign. It's modern. Uh, from what I've heard of the Deathless campaign is you know when you play the classic Dooms and you end up getting a little lost and you've went round in a circle 20 times yes apparently it cuts out a little bit of that nonsense so that's I'm what I'm this. excited for I'm going to check this out because I mean I love Doom and I have the I have Doom I, I think I've had Doom on every system I've ever owned um, but I never really finished it I just you know I've just loved having Doom and I play it and then I put it down and I play a bit more and occasionally I pick it up for a bit of a retro fix um, but I think I might check out this Deathless um, you know uh, campaign because again 25 levels it's it's got that modern element which is great um, just on the Nintendo Online in future Anton what's your prediction that they'll do oh you know it's kind of sad I was having a wee think to myself I'm like if they're get, if they're willing to charge money for Mario 64 if we're getting expansion they're just going to plop on Game Boy and everybody's going to be disappointed and I'll have a lot of the good ones so some people will be like it's better than nothing but Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I feel like they're just going to give us some Game Boy games because I'm right bored, that. but it wouldn't set the world on fire. Uh, yeah, no, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't. But I still, I think Game Boy would be oh, great. Definitely. But um, yeah, I think you'd prefer N64. All oh, easy. But I mean, that's a good point. I hadn't even thought about Game Boy. Why am I now disappointed by Game Boy? Getting Game Boy would be cool. <laughs> I'm just disappointed because I wanted N64. Yeah, you'll get. We'll get there. We'll get there one day, maybe. Right, it's time now uh, to move on to this week's rumours. No, I'm not normally one for gossip, but first of all, we're going to talk about Retro Studios, who have a very big library of games, and they've expanded their hiring spree. They've acquired uh, Adad Morales, Brian Erk, uh, or is it Eric and Nicholas Wilson? So these are the teams of the v- VFX artist of Battlefield. Hardline, Shadow of the Tomb Raider and Borderlands 3 respectively um, quite big statements Anton in terms of where they're going but what Indeed. kind of games have they done and where do you think they're going to go with this um, I think if anything that what this tells us is you know obviously Retro have been on this hiring spree for what seems like years it, they just haven't been stopping hiring kind of industry leading talent uh, but what this really says to me is that we're the Metroid Prime 4 is getting the the full treatment and it's going to be a big triple a title it's not going to be like a cute say maybe let's say like uh a metroid free but just hd it's going to be the the full first person shooter experience which you know it's going to be exciting to see what that kind of commitment looks like coming from nintendo because that's we, we've never seen anything quite so triple a like that on the switch and you know first party nintendo they always make the most of the hardware which uh, 
you know, I'm really excited to see what this could look like in future. There's a lot of opportunity here, isn't there? With the, with an amazing team, with Nintendo, basically the tie-in with Nintendo, because that's basically their, their kind of tied in with Nintendo, they, uh, they are perfectly placed to produce some really, really cool things. I'd just love to know exactly what it is they're working on. We know they're, work, they're working on Metroid Prime, um, but they've obviously done stuff for things like Mario Kart 7 in the past. Might there be Mario Kart 9, maybe? There's a whole, there's so many things you could grab onto and go, ooh, it could be that, ooh, it could be that, ooh, it could be that. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited and optimistic and can't wait to find out exactly what is going on behind their closed doors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, think, I think there could be a lot of... Um, um, news coming probably the tail end of the year. I don't see an awful lot before then, but certainly they've, um, you know, we are waiting and we'll be waiting for a while yet for Metroid Prime 4, but obviously with all the disappointment that fans will have felt when it was delayed, but it's uh, it's great that they have done that if it is going to be um, this epic, which we feel it might be. Uh, also, Paper Mario, the Origami King. So we had that announcement this week and we've talked about that already, but with that, of course was the hint that we might be getting more Mario content. Now, a question for both of you, starting with Alistair. Um, of all the games, which one or two would you like to see come to the Switch? Ah, the really difficult question. My, as much as I wanted to say Mario 64, simply because I love the game, and, but I've played it many times. And you know what I never really got into was Mario Galaxy. And I would love to go back and try and actually play Mario Galaxy properly. I think it, I just wasn't a fan of the GameCube. So I would quite like to get it on a console that I really like and actually get my teeth stuck into it. Yeah, I would like I, to see, personally, Galaxy and Galaxy 2, um, the two of those, because they're two that I haven't given the chance to, um, uh, because I haven't, you know, I didn't have them at the time. And um, But they're two that are really well talked about and I feel like if it was given the Switch kind of HD gloss to it it might really work Anton what's your thoughts yeah I completely agree like um, when I went back to play Galaxy outside of the the kind of controls and having to use motion controls which would be lovely you just use a pro controller when you play them you know you play a lot of Wii games and they feel like a GameCube game running on the Wii uh, but you look at Mario Galaxy it looks like it has more detail than it's hi- that's been hidden like it looks like you're playing like Grand Theft Auto 4 on a like 40p tv it looks like a hd game just without the resolution and it just feels like a game that would scale very lovely to modern resolutions and kind of modern tastes as well because you know i think the motion controls for a lot of kind of i wouldn't say like pro to kind of mid-range gamers maybe scared off a lot of people so I feel like this could really have a great second life on the Nintendo Switch. Mm. Well, Venture Beats have sort of had, has commented on this as well, saying that other Nintendo Studios will have games ready for release soon as well. That includes the 3D Mario remasters, but it should also include Pikmin 3 Deluxe. So, just talking about Pikmin 3 Deluxe, um, also games journalist Liam Robertson has corroborated that, saying that Pikmin 3 on Switch and Metroid Prime are both real. Um, Pikmin 3, I think, is probably a no-brainer, Anton. I think that is going to happen. Yeah, you know, it's a big AAA Nintendo franchise that would have a big budget behind, but, you know, it's kind of like a new Super Mario Bros. U. It's not really worth, like, Nintendo's A-team right now, but it's a game we definitely want on Switch and, you know, has a lot of, kind of, a lot of people missed as well. Like, it wasn't one of the biggest Nintendo Switch, like, Nintendo Wii U games ever, like, especially coming from a collector of the console. So it was missed out on the Wii U, and then it was on the Wii U. So, uh, time for a second life if there ever was one. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I, I quite like... Um, I've played a bit of Pikmin before and I think it's a game that I could probably get addicted to and again, the Switch is the place to play it. Yeah, I've never played a Pikmin. I feel terrible for saying it. I've never played one, but I've seen people playing it and thought, that looks really good. And uh, it's on my list of things I really want to get a shot of at some point. And if they release it on the Switch, I will definitely give it a go. Yes, absolutely. Well, I think it's time for us to move on and uh, see who is going to be king of the quiz this week. It's time for this week's quiz. I have so many questions. Okay, so I think from memory, you know, you correct correct me if I'm wrong, but it might be 4-3 to Alistair. Something like that? Let's go with that. <laughs> we'll go with 4-3 to Alistair. I'll write it down this week, maybe. Um, okay, so our first game. Are you both ready? Sure am, buddy. Okay, I'm going to straight ahead. You'll figure out what we're trying to do here if you're listening if you've never heard this before. I usually explain it, but I'm not going to bother. We're just going to fly through it. So, first of all, uh, this is a platform platforming game that was developed by Double Fine Productions and released in 2005. Psychonauts. Well done, Anton. One nil. <laughs> well done. Why? <laughs> thank you. That was impressive. Um, what is it? Just because you know that Psychonauts were a big Double Fine Productions release at that time? Yeah, um, uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I distinctly remember Psychonauts coming out because it was at the tail end of the platformer genre. But it was just such a weird, quirky game. Like it's a, it's a hard one to forget. And. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm just. I just want. It. I think it would be lovely on Switch. It, well, Psychonauts know. Two has been announced for 2020, so um, so look out for Psychonauts Two. It is. It is definitely happening. Um, no Switch release though at the moment. Um, so um, you will get it on PS4, Xbox One, and Mac and Linux. So there you go. But not not Switch. But you can play it on those consoles cool. instead. Lovely. All right, next one then. Uh, well done, by the way, Anton. That was very fast. It was lightning oh, fast. Why, thank you. <laughs> okay, you're, next. You're, you're in my ballpark with the PS2. <laughs> yeah, well, see, that was maybe just it was maybe just the particular uh, one we had there was um, was, true, was good. True. Was good for you. Um, okay, so well done. So we're one nil to Anton. So the way it works, that Alistair has to now try and win this point, and then remember the third game that we do is a different. Um, uh, different format, but I'll come to that in a minute if you haven't heard the quiz uh, in just a, a moment's time. That's a sort of spin-off. Okay, so um, let's do the second game then. So, it's a 1996 action game developed by Sonic Team and published by Sega. Uh, Rystar? No. <laughs> I have not got a clue. I will just say Sonic and Tails. Okay, uh, no. Uh, the story follows teenagers Elliot Edwards and Clarice Sinclair who enter Nightopia, a dream world where all dreams take place. Oh, Night Into Dreams? Well done, Anton. That is very, very <laughs> Well done, very, indeed. Very, very strong. Even, evening the score. <laughs> yeah, I'm very impressed with that. That was, uh, that was very quick indeed. So, yeah, this was a Sega Saturn release originally. Of course, it was on PS2 uh, and later PS3 and Xbox 360. Um, but yeah, pretty, uh, pretty big release at the time, um, I guess. And um, it, again, it probably sits in your uh, era of retro as well, Anton. Yes. It was very well reviewed, that game. Oh yeah, it was a uh, fun thing about it was it was the first game that ever used a 3D analog stick because um, the Sega Saturn 3D controller was like a week before the Nintendo 64 controller, so 
wow. uh, has a, a fun place in history and is uh, they also did the Christmas Nights into Dream which is uh, hmm. uh, you love a Christmas game Absolutely. Uh, well done, by the way. So that does secure the win. But I think for the third one, uh, we do change it up a little bit. So I'm going to give you the game, a name of a game. And all you need to do is tell me what year the game was released. Now, the one I'm going to tell you about tonight uh, in this podcast, um, I'm actually going to give you the final release name. But it was originally called something else that I cannot tell you on this podcast because it's too rude. So you can check it out for yourself. <laughs> if you're listening, you can go and check it out and google it um and if you're one of our patreon supporters i'll tell you in last call which we're going to record after this so the game that you are trying to tell me what year and i'll make anton go first because he's won this week uh is booby kids i so love we're this try- love we're this trying guess when it came out yeah you think the same as always what year did booby oh. kids come out uh oh uh 86 1986 okay. um, um, and right. I was kind of thinking a similar era so I'll just go one year later and that's nice and easy one of us is going to be closer I'll go 1987 well you're both almost spot on Alistair you've picked up the point because it was July 10th 1987 well done Woo-hoo! Oh, <laughs> a pity point <laughs> <laughs> um, it was actually on the NES um, as well oh. and uh, in 1993 a similar game was released for the Game Boy called Booby Boys so uh, there we are Booby Kids and Booby Boys um, and uh, they, they were named for their ability to instantly dig booby traps in front of where they stand and bury hostile enemies while seeking out and ultimately destroying the booby kids so that makes a whole lot of sense now you've explained yeah. it I get it yes yes <laughs> yeah. the original title uh, somewhat different but I'll, I'll come to that uh, when we're allowed to uh, um, say such things so go and google it for yourself uh, so well done Anton that makes it 4-4 because oh. remember we have this really obscure scoring system where Alistair gets two points for a win <laughs> and Anton gets one because Anton knows what he's talking about um, so uh, I think that's it uh, any final things you want to say this week on, on the podcast Anton? Uh, yeah, just if you want any further information, best place to check out is nsukp.co.uk. Uh, we've got links to all the different platforms you can get us on. You can learn all about us, which I think by this point you probably get a good idea. And you have links to our YouTubes, Twitters, Facebooks, uh, um, which are all at nsukpodcasts. Uh, and you can just find out all about us. And uh, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, uh, Alistair, anything final? No, if you've got any thoughts, any comments, any suggestions, any abuse, fire over to podcast.nsukp.co.uk and I will take a look. I may or may not respond, depending on the level of abuse. <laughs> yes, please don't send us abuse. Um, and uh, yes, absolutely, that is it. nsukp.co.uk, go and check out the website. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back in a week's time with a regular podca- podcast. Until then, have a... Gr- oh, my goodness, can I speak in English? <laughs> Oh, Stumbling over the finish line. It's Hit been a long day. <laughs> it's like it's like we've been running the marathon and I'm stumbling to the line. But with that, have a fantastic week. Stay safe and goodbye. Cheerio. Au revoir.